Welcome to the Zeal Interestings podcast, where we discuss an interesting article or link from the week. I'm your host, Chris White. My co-host for this week is Kevin Crane. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin. Thanks. Glad to be here. Today, we're talking about the word agile and its usage as a noun and how that usage is evolving. Kevin, can you kind of introduce us to this topic? Uh, yeah. So in early-ish 2014, Dave Thomas, one of the founders of the Manifesto for Agile Software Development, put out a article, How Agile is Dead, nice clickbaity agile topic there for people to click on. And there's been lots of follow-ups and people kind of joined that bandwagon, so... I want to talk about that. Great, great. And so the thesis was that Agile, the use of the word Agile had changed quite a bit since the manifesto, right? And that he wanted to acknowledge some of the bad things that were happening with that word. Correct, correct. So what were some of the bad things that were happening with that word? So different things like um, basically converting Agile from an adjective into a noun. And that was really done to, uh, like as a marketing way to sell uh, someone a thing, right? Because you can't sell flexible, but you can sell a flexible toothbrush, right? So in order to like turn this into a much bigger project or into a much bigger movement, he people came up with this like nounification of the word agile. Like we're doing agile. Yes. Or right. I am, I am an agile. I, I am an agile. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then many different things, you know, kind of grew out of that. So you could have a scrum or Kanban style agile development process, right? Gotcha. And then out of that, you could then start selling, well, I'm going to send you to this one or two day talk or, you know, class and get you Scrum certified so you can be a Scrum master and and all those kind of things where it's now selling the idea of agile as, as a movement to larger corporations. Gotcha. I got the feeling from reading Dave Thomas's article that one of the things that he was reacting against is the uh, like making it a complex thing, right? It feels like he wanted to capture the simplicity of what agile software development was and all these ornate practices and certifications and stuff was kind of a perver- almost a perversion of what this the core simplicity of what agile software development is supposed to be. Well, I, I think it's less like coming up with like tools and, you know, how to actually do it. I don't think that was as big of a problem as the like turning this around and one size fits all, you know, you're either scrum or you're not. If you're not scrum, you're not agile, right? And the and it's this scrum is this set of rules and you know, then people start like cherry picking just a few a couple of things out of those set of rules. And I think that's of greater consequence, right? I see. So becoming dogmatic, in other words, about how you do things. Correct. Speaking yeah. of dogmatism versus pragmatism, you know, Zeal, our company practices XP, right? Which is focused on being pragmatic about agile software development, I feel like. Uh, yeah, and it, it definitely is. It, there's an overall set of things that XP kind of says, like you're going to have user stories and planning meetings and and those kind of things. And and we definitely follow that. But the thing to kind of take away is, you know, one size doesn't fit all, right? So maybe we'll have a sprint that lasts a week in one client or two weeks in another or what, what the case might be. Or, or maybe we're a little more flexible than that, depending on what 
is required and the team size and the people in the team. Got it. So what's important to us is to kind of acknowledge what is and isn't working and find the right match for the clients that we're working with. Right. And, and one of the founding principles of the manifesto is to like be able to respond to needed change, right? And one of the things XP does is have a kind of a retro at the end of the, the sprint to review, right? And that's your review cycle, right? Now, whether you call it a retro and you have a meeting about it or you do it in some other fashion, it's kind of irrelevant. But that that is just our method, our, the XP's method, right? To, to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I found that really valuable, actually stopping and having a set time to acknowledge how things are going. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been in organizations where it's it's kind of untraditional to talk about things when they're not going well or even when they're going well like having having like a an authoritative setup where you know someone says how things are supposed to go and we don't acknowledge them whether we are or not are not succeeding in our practices being like how they've been prescribed right whereas in this kind of retro style, we spend some time acknowledging what's going well, what's not going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that to be incredibly valuable. Yeah, definitely. The, the reflection piece is truthfully, I think one of the, I don't know, all, all the pieces are important, but that's one of the most important pieces. And it's, it's, it's one that frequently gets missed and overlooked because um, it's easy to, because things could be just going along smoothly and everything seems okay at the surface. But if you start to dig a little bit, you can find out it's not. Got it. Got it. So we practice good person agile in a way. What's some ways that people have used agile in an evil way, in a manipulative way? Uh, yeah. So the term agile is, again, can be twisted, right? So you could say, well, I, I want you to be more flexible. And what, you know, I need this done by this date. It's basically someone saying, do what I say because I'm following some agile methodology. Right, right. You must deliver by Friday because we're being agile. Right. And just because you say that it, you know, the scope is too big means that you're not being agile and you're being a bad person. Right. Or or we need to get this done by Friday. So, you know, you know, all those tests that we write to like make sure our code's nice and clean and can be handed off to other people in the future and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, well, we don't need to do that because we're being agile and we need to get this done. Like another word that comes up uh, that I think has been kind of bastardized is uh, MVP. Um, so I think that's been used to say, well, we just need MVP. So let's cut some corners to get just something out. Right, right, right. They, they forget the V of MVP, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think viability, I think that sustainability is a part of viability, right? Yeah. Agreed. So if you have poorly tested code, you know, that that's going to detract from you in the future. And part of the Agile Manifesto is like work to make future change easier, right? Yeah. And so if you start behaving in a way that makes future change difficult, you're, you know, if, even if you were following the dogma, like a, a dogmatic version of Agile, you're, you're missing out on that uh, benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it seems like there was, there's been a ton of articles, a ton of conversation around this topic since Dave Thomas's article that kind of catalyzed this. Uh, what's some of the kind of replacements or proposed improvements that have come out uh, that people are talking about nowadays? There's a lot of talk about how we're now, we're living in the DevOps age, right? Where we have this idea of GitHub and everyone's kind of distributed and we have this continuous deployment process. And, you know, a lot of the developers are doing more and more 
systemy type stuff, you really don't hear about sysadmins anymore because it's all kind of being handled by the cloud and developers handling it themselves in some in some respects. And coming out of that, you know, some people have talked about using just use the term continuous deployment. And then at that point it's it's less about what process you're using and more about getting stuff done, right? Got it. Got it. So use your deployment pipeline as a way to help your project management and delivery system work, like using things like feature flags to continue to ship code that's not necessarily a customer-facing feature, but your your whole deployment pipeline still has all that new code in it, so you can continue to move with agility. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting take um and I think uh it was Miko who originally proposed that. Um but it's it's actually I I like that as a focus. Um it, I don't think it doesn't really answer what the process is. It it so I I think that still needs to be answered for each individual uh, company and, and the group that's working on the software and doing this continuous deployment. Um, but it, it puts a focus on the results, right? Got it, got it, got it. So you've been doing Agile in its many forms. I just used the noun Agile. You've been doing the Agile. You've been using Agile software development in its many forms for a while now. Yeah. What are, what are some of the aspects of that that have worked well for you? And what are some aspects that haven't worked well? I mean, when I originally converted, you know, people from waterfall type things to, you know, an agile practice, the benefits are astounding because you can actually get to um, an MVP. You can get to what what is at the core of what is needed to get done and arrange it in such a way that is able to get done in a quick manner, right? Right. So you have one of those classic, like, we were doing waterfall, and then we started using agile software development, and things got a lot better success stories. Yeah. Uh, how big was your project team for that for that project? I think there were six of us. And we were kind of, I mean, we were the classic waterfalls. So we had, uh, you know, project managers, and we had QA people and developers um, and business analysts. And it was trying to find a place for everyone to, and to still work that into their job description and, and still put stuff out. It's, it was a, a good transition. Uh, it, it was, you know, definitely difficult, but we were a small team, right? And and doing it on a small team basis, we had the flexibility of doing it in a small team, right? For in, in a much larger corporation. And, and having that flexibility and able to like push that out really allowed us to move quickly and gotcha. allowed our, our code to get much cleaner and deliver you know, our APIs and whatnot to other other departments. So that sounds like exactly like the kind of outcome you would hope for in converting off of like a waterfall style process. You know, nothing's utopia, right? So, you know, there, there were definitely hiccups and issues along the way. Like it took us a while to get to the, you know, kind of charging bit because it was such a shift in thinking from how we were doing before. So so there were growing pains with just yeah. how everyone behaved and how all everyone's expectations were took a while to adjust and shift over. Yeah. And, and you know, everyone has a different rate of adoption. Gotcha. Yeah. Are there any other learnings from agile software development that you found have kind of held up even though agile is dead? I mean, I think that the there is a core and, and actually when when uh, Dave Thomas originally put this article out, he didn't just like lament on the fact that 
agile is dead, right? And like browbeat everyone who's doing it and anything like that. So he he actually came up with I, I think uh, some some steps is and and proposed a good solution. If you combine this with like continuous deployment, you can figure out the teams can figure out their own style of how they want to work together. So and, the, and the, his steps were basically find where you are, take small steps towards your goal, understand where you're going and adjust accordingly and then repeat, right? And, and I th- I think if you were to take that and it's really back to the cores of the core of the manifesto which I think is still sound and still talks to the root of what is important in, in the stuff that we do day to day, right? Got it. So I think if you get back to that root and you know throw out the word agile and just look at the the root of what that manifesto said, you can you can do great things with it. Right. The word agile has become associated with too many things, right? Yes. And so throw it out. Keep to the principles that have proven to be very beneficial to lots of teams. But also, it seems like there was a message, like you said, of doing what is right for your team and making the adjustments that work for your team. I think that is borne out in in the consulting that we do, like how we do agile type or XP, uh, how we how we implement our agility or XP process varies on our clients. And we, we find what works for that situation. Yeah, I don't we don't ever like go in and say this is what you should be doing. We may make suggestions when there's like emptiness in the room of, you know, a silence of what what well, what should we do? Well, you could do this. And then we try that and if it doesn't work, we modify it. I mean, even our own process since I've been with Zeal has changed over time. The way we we do our retros and how we talk about things and and, and such. So, it's it's always changing no matter like how experienced or where you're at because Things change. People change. So you got to kind of roll with it. I like it. I like it. Well, I think that might be a great place to start wrapping up. Is anything that, like any final message that you took out of this or anything that you would like to share? Yeah. So I think I think Agile as a noun is dead. I think Agile as a methodology is not. The, the manifesto that was originally established, I think, is still good. And I think, yeah, things change. We're in a new world of DevOps and continuous deployment and we just roll with it and do the best we can. I love that. I think that's a great message. Well, let's wrap up. Thank you everyone for listening. If you want even more interestings, please sign up for our newsletter at codingzeal.com slash interestings or follow us on Twitter at codingzeal. Thanks everyone. Thanks.